What's going on? Today we're going to be looking at five ways to grow your youth ministry that lead to over a hundred ways to grow. So stay tuned to the end of the video to find out more about that. So when you think about growing your ministry, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And sometimes we think about retaining and keeping students in our ministry, but really today what I want to talk about isn't so much about that, and that's going to be a whole new uh, series of videos and podcast episodes coming down the road just talking about how do you maintain students that are already connected to your church and and how do you uh, retain that and, and, and keep that momentum going. But today we really want to talk about this idea of getting more visitors, growing by, by, by bringing new people who have never really been connected in your community into your church family through programming, through relationships, through all sorts of different ways we're going to talk about. And, and to be a helpful guide for you, um, I typed up and have prepared a, a PDF of 100 ways to grow your youth ministry. So if you want more information for to, to get that PDF, hang out to the end of the video. But to get there, we I really categorize them in five big buckets. Large group events, micro events, personal hand-to-hand outreach, online and social media outreach, and strategic partnerships. So let's dive right in and start talking about large group events. So under this idea of large group events, it's it's this concept of probably something you're already doing almost weekly with large group programming. And I know every church out there has a different format. Some of you might not even have a large group um, event that you do regularly if you're kind of all into the small group, you know, maybe micro church type thing. Um, or you're maybe more structured like my multi-site churches where we have a, a nearly weekly large group event that has worship and teaching and small groups that are a part of it or, or somewhere in between. Um, but the idea of doing large group events to generate guests isn't anything that's rocket science. It's probably something that most of us think of when we think about growing youth ministry anyways. Hey, how do we do large attractional events to get people to come to the church or come to the location of the event? that are really attractive and really winsome for students to come and experience community, have a lot of fun, and, and most importantly, engage with Jesus and the gospel and God's word at those at those events. And, and really, uh, as you'll see once you get into the list, that there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that and a lot of different ideas from, from, from throwing a specific visitor-focused night. I know at my church we do a big event once a quarter called One Night, which is a very effective thing that, I, that I've, um, I've taken ideas from other churches on this, of, of where we just tell our core group, uh, hey, this night is for you to invite your friends to come to, and it is every semester, year over year, been the number one uh, largest guest invite event that we do. We do theme nights. One of our biggest nights of the year this year was our Western night, where we had all the kids dress up like cowboys or whatever that they wanted to. We had a, a pin with baby pigs in it, and, and it was one of the biggest guest nights we've, that we've had. And we keep doing those because not only do we see first-time guests come, but we see students come, get connected, and also stay involved in our ministry by coming to those events. And there's so many different ways to do this, from hosting a conference at your church that would, that would bring in students in your area, to, to hosting a specific large group um, a, a event like a concert or something like that. There's, there's, there's so many different avenues to, to do great large group events that, that many of you guys are probably already doing. Um, next, another category is doing micro events. And these are really the idea of catalyzing your small groups or smaller affinity groups within your church to be doing events that are specifically targeted at a niche demographic. Maybe a, a specific high school or middle school in your city or a specific type of student that, that, that's, that's in your community. Maybe you're going to do a gaming event where it's really focused on connecting 
gamers in that are in your community and in the schools around where your church is and, and getting them connected. Or maybe you're doing something that's paired up with, with a sports team. We have partnered with one of our local high schools around here and have done um, a, a feeding the football team, right? That's a very specific micro event that we've catalyzed people in our church to do to reach people that are in that demographic, which is very different than doing something specific for students that are involved with theater or students that are involved with a specific club like 4-H or something like that, uh, depending on what top part of the country that you're in. There, there's there's a, a myriad of different, a million different options that you could have to do micro events, but the key here, as you'll see, is really catalyzing your group leaders and key high school students that are leaders to be thinking, hey, we don't have to centrally organize an event at the church for you. We're going to catalyze you to go out and host an event in the community, at your home, at your school, uh, to make something happen, to help draw people to our church community and our church family, not necessarily at our church building. Um, I've been so inspired by students who say, I want to do this, but not only do I want to just do it in our community or my house, like I want to do something at my school. It's pretty amazing when you think about the freedom that students have, even legally, to to, to, to launch clubs in their school around anything and, and everything that they want to. And that's an amazing gift that we have um, living in the country that we do if you're in the United States watching this. Do um, you have such a gift to be able to catalyze students where, where if we're an outside organization, we might not be able to do that, but we can encourage our students to say, hey, you guys can host an event at your school and make it about whatever you want. You just need to get X amount of people to be a part of it and have a teacher approve that you can do this. Um, and there's so many options that you have to catalyze micro events happening on school campuses outside of your church building, which sometimes we can get so locked into, hey, how do we get kids to come specifically to our church campus? And this idea of the micro event is really freeing you up from that and saying, hey, how do we get events happening outside of the church to help draw students into our ministry? It's a really powerful thing, and it can be something that can truly lead to, to really viral growth, which is what we're going to be talking about in the next section under this idea of personal hand-to-hand outreach. I, I use that hand-to-hand combat com- idea with this because that's really what it is when you're when you're moving away from just having programming draw people in or event-based things to, to draw people in, and you're really catalyzing individual people to go out. It's really a quantum leap in... In, in your leadership and in your ministry, when you aren't the only person doing the evangelism in your ministry or your small group leaders aren't the only ones, and, and you're starting to see students catch the vision for sharing their personal faith, sharing their story, and sharing the gospel with students that are all around them um, in their friend groups, in their schools, in their workplaces, on their sports teams, in their clubs, whatever they might be involved with. And this is really the boots on the ground, disciple making side of your ministry of thinking, hey, we're, we're, we really grow by catalyzing our individual members of our church to own the mission and vision, not just to invite to an event, but to go and to engage in relationships individually at scale. Uh, and, and there's so many different ways to do this, and we use our programming and our our leadership training to help funnel that. And as you'll see in the guide, there's a lot of ideas that are there from launching discovery Bible studies to having a student leadership team that you can invest in that, that will help multiply out to, to just having individual one-on-one um, uh, uh, calls in, to, to help challenge students that are in your ministry to do this. There's so many things that you as a leader can do to help catalyze personal, this uh, hand-to-hand outreach in your ministry. 
Another option that you have that is that is exploding in our current culture is just online and social outreach, right? You're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to this podcast, and, and you're you're thinking, man, there's something powerful about social media and, and, and where students are living in, in a digital space. I, I mean, the screen time, I don't have stats for you, but you can go and do your own research on that. It's not going down with students spending time in front of their smartphones, in front of screens, in front of technology, on social media. Um, on these online platforms. It's just where we are spending the bulk of our free time and at least our mental space, especially with the young people in our lives. So utilizing social media and having a strategy is, is critically important in our day and age. And I don't think it's the only thing. I think we can get so caught up saying, man, we have to like be at the cutting edge of this. And we almost pull away from some old school things like just teaching people how to build relationships in, um, in person, which I think uh, you, you'll never get away from that. But using social media strategy to help promo your events, to help having online devotional material, to help of course, you know, take your services that are happening and broadcast those out to people in the community to help say, hey, these are the events that we're doing. These are the exciting things you could be a part of. These are, we have small groups that are happening that you could be a part of. We want to give you a sneak peek. I mean, we just live in the world where, where, where students are, are going to do some research. I mean, just the same as you and I do. We're going to go to a restaurant. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to Google it and you're going to look it up and try to check it out and say, hey, is this place legit? Is this place something that I want to be a part of? Can I trust this? And then you're going to follow through from there. And I don't think students with church is any different. I mean, they're they're going to try to figure out, hey, is this place sketchy? Is it cool? Am I going to have fun there? Is it going to be super weird? You know, what, what are the types of people that are there? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And having an online presence is something that helps build you, not, not just the brand, but just build credibility for, for your church to say, hey, we're just real people trying to do this faith thing and, and to follow Jesus together. And, and there are students that are in our cities that are hungry for that, that are searching for that, that, that are going to find your church online before they are ever going to find him in person. So um, just an encouragement to be having an online and social outreach strategy as a, as a way to just connect new people. Um, there's no greater time that we live in than to utilize online growth strategy. There's nothing um, really more easy and free. We live in this amazing age where marketing and promotion is, is essentially free on social media and where we can do amazing different things like create online gaming communities and online small groups. I have a friend um, in my city here that, that has done youth ministry for a long time who's pioneering uh, alpha courses for gamers. If any of you are familiar with an alpha course, which is a, a you know a amazing curriculum meant for, for outreach um, and has been a big global success and seeing hundreds of thousands of people make decisions to follow Jesus after going through an alpha course, um, him and some friends are, are, are starting to do this for online gaming communities of students and, and young people um, that, are, that, are, that are all over the world that are, that are curious about spiritual things but have a common place online, you know, through Discord uh, channels, um, doing alpha online at, while they're playing video games together. It's an ingenious idea. And so that's just one idea out of many that you could utilize in order to grow your ministry online uh, and utilizing social outreach as well. And the last category I want to talk about, which is really important, is strategic partnerships. Um, and, and the three big buckets of, of strategic partnerships within that one I wanted to share with you is this idea of partnering with schools, campus clubs, and local nonprofits. 
when you partner with schools in your community, um, really what you're doing is you're engaging at, at the most critical place for where students are, right? They're called students for a reason because they're in school. Now, I know some of you guys have are, have homeschool heavy ministries or private school heavy ministries um, or maybe more like mine where the majority of your students that are connected to your church are, are, are connected to large public high schools if you're in a major metro area um, and everywhere in between. But but having strategic partnerships in schools, going in to support your school administration, teachers, and, and what's already happening there is just meeting students where they're at. And, and, and most of you watching this are probably already doing that. Um, but there's so much low-hanging fruit by just going to your school district and saying, hey, we're a presence here that's here to serve. What do you need? How can I be involved? Um, and there might even be opportunities like our churches to be a strategic and a formal strategic partner with local schools that are in your area. That's that's fully approved and advertised by your school district, which is pretty exciting. Um, we've been local partners with one of the, the high schools closest to my uh, church campus for a long time. And it's been an amazing thing to see over the years that that partnership grow and the relationships that we've been able to have. Um, I, they have a formal student mentoring, like volunteer student mentoring program that that me and some of our team members have been a part of, where we get to go on campus during school hours and have interpersonal one-on-one -on -one support conversations with students and, and, and help uh, get on campus in that way and provide real support to students who are, are, are in real need right in the moment. Um, we've seen some of those students get involved with our ministry, um, get connected with friendships to other students that are in that school. Um, and God's really used that to open up a lot of doors um, for our church in our local school. So it's a great opportunity for you uh, to tap into by, by just doing a little bit of research and taking an afternoon and looking at Hey, what, what clubs are happening, what faith-based clubs are happening, you know, in schools. And that's really where this campus club idea comes in. And, and, and there's campus clubs that are all over our country doing amazing things. Um, some linked up with denominations, some that are their own nonprofits, some that are more faith-based or more athletic-based, um, and everything in between. And my encouragement is that, that you would just find some of these clubs, one or two that are at some of the schools you work with that, that you philosophically align with and, and, and dive in with those clubs and say, hey, we're going to make a commitment to make some partnerships here and engage with this. I, I know, especially if you're in part-time ministry, these clubs are essential uh, for helping um, grow your church ministry. And, and, and to really come alongside of those club leaders and say, hey, could our church be the landing pad that as students come and get involved on campus that aren't connected anywhere, could could we be a place that you would recommend and help funnel kids to? Um, not just so that you can grow your youth ministry, but so that they can be a part of an actual shepherding care of a local church body, which I know is, is a big agenda that we have is in partnering with our, our, our clubs. It's not just to reach students, but to reach their entire families to have their parents and, and their siblings and their, their extended network get connected to a local church body so that they can thrive and be healthy and, and, and grow and follow Jesus, not just as an individual, but with their whole family. And I, I think on-campus clubs is, is one of the greatest resources, um, at least in the, in the American school system, public school system that we have. Uh, to reach students right where they are with people that it's their full-time job just to, to make those clubs and make those on-campus groups happen each and every week. They're amazing partnerships that we, we all could be doing more um, in partnering with. 
And lastly, uh, is this idea of nonprofits that are in your area. There's so many service opportunities that we can catalyze students to. Um, we, it was pretty cool. We were, we took a group of students to a local apartment complex that in a, in a um, lower income area of our city recently. And we met a few students that were there that came out to get food and to come to the community event. They got to meet some students. They got to meet one of our teachers that was with us. And that student ended up coming to check out uh, the student ministry that week because um, of some relationships that he had built um, at that uh, service event that our students got to go and, and make a difference in the community and, and to, to use their gifts and talents to serve at. Um, but it was also a way that we got to connect this young, this young man to our student ministry. And it, it was amazing to see the impact of that. And the cool thing is, I know that in every single city that's watching this, in every single county, there's amazing nonprofits that are doing incredible benevolence work, practical needs ministry, um, spiritual ministry, everything in between. Um, and oftentimes, your churches already have these partnerships that are built in. And and we, we I think... I fall into a trap of thinking, man, I don't know if that's worth my time. Um, I've got my own programming that I'm trying to focus on. But what we're missing out on is the opportunity for outreach to grow um, through families and young people that are connected to those nonprofits that have never been to a church before in their whole life. That are going maybe weekly even to get resourcing, um, you know, for physical needs or something that are a part of, that are connected to these nonprofits that have just not shown up at a church because they've never had anyone invite them or they've never had a personal relationship built with someone there. Um, and that's really the heart with all of this is that, that at the end of the day, that it wouldn't just be about growing our programs, but that it would really be about people and that we, that, that programs really exist for us to build relationships with people in order to connect people to Jesus Christ and grow that relationship. And that's the heart behind this whole concept of growth um, in, in any way is not just to have more numbers, but it's to help grow the family of God to the point where where, where we see more and more and more students and more and more families um, um, say yes to Jesus and have their eternities changed because of the work that we do in our city. So I want to say thank you to youth pastors. Thank you to youth ministers. If you're a volunteer watching this, if you're a full-time, part-time um, pastor or minister, wherever you are, um, thank you for what you do. It's critically important. And I, I want to give you this resource of 100 Ways to Grow Your Ministry as a way that's a free thing, you know, just to, to, to grow your local church for the impact that you can have on every single one of those lives, of every single one of those new guests that come through your doors, that get connected to a relationship that you meet at one of these micro events or getting out in the community or online. So I hope it's a resource to you. Thank you for watching this. And if you have more questions about how to get that resource, check the link in the description below. Thank you so much and have a great day.